Alrighty guys and welcome back to another episode of On The Hook, my Dead By Daylight podcast. As usual, we've got guest speakers coming in discussing everything DBD. So timestamp is above if you wanted to skip to any section. Otherwise guys, hope you enjoy, so stay tuned. Right, okay guys, welcome back to episode 6 of On The Hook, the Dead By Daylight podcast. So today we have... Uh, Captain Salty, myself, and Potato Legion, and we've got a new guest, Skinny Quinny. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I'm uh, I'm Skinny. I uh, started making the Dead by Daylight YouTube videos towards the end of November last year, uh, and I'm a, mostly a blight main, but I do do play other killers and a bit of Survivor too. All right, fantastic. So make sure, guys, you check out his channel. Show some love over there. Uh, Blight Man, you don't see many of those around, I don't think. How can you play Blight? I'm like, I was, always have to vomit because I'm getting motion sick. <laughs> I play Blight. I'm like, no, I can't handle this killer. <laughs> it is a, it is a difficult thing to handle. Yeah, I can't get away with the height. Um, I don't know what it is. Probably the motion and the height as well. All right. If it's if it's, uh, if it's not the height, it's the power just not working when you like just bounce off of something instead of slamming into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, as I say, check out his videos and we'll see some good blight player there, I'm sure. All right, guys. So last week we touched upon the PTB and we were all discussing it from a point of view of just what we'd seen rather than what we played. Now it's obviously out, so just. Without repeating everything we said last week, um, what do you what do you guys think of it? What have you thought of the PTB so far? Should I go first? Okay. So, I haven't actually played the PTB, guilty as charged, um, but I've seen a lot of videos on it. And I think the clown rework is great. Um, I think reloading the bottles is fantastic. I don't want to go too much into that because we spoke about it last week. The only thing that creeps me out about the whole thing is the survivor animations. They are... T- Especially when you're standing still, it's too stiff, it's too creepy, they need to make it more fluid and realistic. I thought a good idea would be for every survivor to have their own idle animation when they're standing still. Everyone has their own unique one, kind of like how they stand in the lobbies when you're waiting for a queue. Um, and I also need to fix Dead Hard as soon as possible, because I do not like the fact that this perk allows you to just 360 and move around very fluidly. So I think they've got some tweaking to do with the animations, and I'm hoping by the time it's live, it's looking a bit more better. Um, other than that, I think the changes they've done are good, um, and I'm hoping all of the bugs that are with the PTB aren't going to come in the live version, just like the Twins update. So fingers crossed on that. Yeah, okay. Um, Captain Salt, you're skinny Quinny. Did you manage to play it? I know Captain Salt, I know you've been in a Dead by Daylight exile. So yep. you did say last week you were going to be nice, so we never know. You might have loaded the PTB up, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw a bit of it. But uh, yeah, like the, the thing that Potato mentioned with the animations, like what the fuck are they doing? Like uh, the injured survivor look like they have to take a shit or something like that. Uh, and and the non-injured survivor just look like planking. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's like... And, and the Dead uh, Heart thing is just because Dead Heart is a movement animation perk and everything, they if they change the movement animation, like everything that is like based on movement will like be bugged or something. So like, yeah, it's like basically 
the new animations no one asked for broke that heart that was broken before you know it's like eh not a fan of the new animations to be yeah. honest yeah skinny quinny did you manage to play on the uh i'm gonna call you skinny by the way uh you said that yourself um did you manage to play any of the ptb uh, I didn't download it because I, I don't really download the PTB for mid-chapters. Usually I only download it for like yeah. the new proper full content. But I, I was one of the people that when I read all the patch notes prior to it coming out, I just hated all of them. Like I read everything was like, no, this isn't, this isn't for me. But now that I've seen it sort of in action, there's a few more things. Like the clown changes I, I wasn't a fan of. But now that I've seen them, I think, you yeah, know, no, this has got some, uh, got some use to it. And uh the hood changes I can accept. I'm not a fan of them, but I can learn to live with them. Right? No, I can still live with that. Like, they, they fucked it up. They should make it so that uh, we can change it. Because if you play Plague, you can't see if people get in, uh, when they get infected. Because on the portrait, it just like shimmers a little bit greenish. And you can't play Plague now with the new HUD. I, I tried it. Because I'm, I'm really interested in getting more plague uh, content for myself, uh, but like with the new hut, you can't play plague because plague is played the moment they get infected. You know they touch the gen, you know. And if you can't pick out like uh, decidedly uh, say that in this moment they touch the gen because you can't see it on the new like portraits, like you can't play plague because you will always be not on time for your patrolling action, you know? And it's uh, the same thing with like other things, like the, the traps on, on pigs, uh, the trap, uh, the bear trap that pig brings and something like that. All those background things that they put on the old portraits are not working on the new hut. And they are clearly not visible to see. And especially on a killer that like plays with information, when something is happening like this is, you can't play it, you, it's unplayable. Yeah, I mean, that's a few things that was mentioned there. Dead Hard Potato, yep. Um, I haven't seen it in action, but uh, people were saying to me, oh, you can now Dead Hard in the middle, like 360, and then do a Dead Hard. So, whereas normally that would see me smashing into a wall or Dead Hard into a pallet or something. So, yeah, um, I've heard a lot of people mention that. I don't particularly like the new animations either i just i don't know i don't know about you guys um for the people that played it but i i i, I play with a controller and i actually had to change controllers because i was like i think my controller's broke it just doesn't feel right even when i was playing killer it just felt so it felt as if my killer was like pulling the trailer uh, you know it'd be walking a bit and pulling back i switched to keyboard and mouse tried that so i don't know if that's just generally how the PTB was, you know, whether it was me, whether it was something on the PTB, but yeah, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of the new animation at all. It just didn't seem, seem right. Uh, I hear what you're saying as well, Captain Salty, because that, I mean, one of the questions I was going to ask is what would you change? The PT, the mid-chapter update, Attitude would be released on the 2nd of February. So, I was thinking, what would you change before release? So I'm presuming that would be the HUD for yourself. Yeah, give us, give us the option to 
they take the old one because the old one worked with plague you could yeah. see exactly when they get infected and then know that they touch the gen and you know where they could be because most of the time you don't infect all the gens you just regen themselves both like vomiting on a few gens and if they touch one of them you know where exactly where they are combining with the other perks but you have to nail timing and you can't do it with a new hut so i want the old uh interface to be a thing because uh, killers that rely on that background information of like the portrait changing like are not playable on this new hut yeah i think what strikes me with this is i mean without bashing the devs because you know I, I don't particularly like doing that but i think there's some things that will come out of ptb like that that probably uh, if I was to stick my neck on the line, they probably didn't really think about until it's gone on the PTB. But ultimately, the PTB is there for testing. So hopefully they get that feedback and change it. Potato, anything particularly you'd like to change before the release? Um, I think I agree with Solsi there. I think the HUD should have an option to either stick with the old version or have a new version. Or have a bit more flexibility of where you can move certain icons. And I agree, everything that... All the information you can currently get from the old HUD, you should be able to get from the new HUD. So infection stakes for plague, for example, or pigs, helmet traps, they should all be the same. So they've got to make sure that they get that fixed before the live version. In terms of the killer changes, the only thing I'm a bit disappointed with is the Wraith. Yeah. When I was promised true invisibility, I want true invisibility. Why can Ghostface sneak up on you so well? Whereas a Wraith, it just it just feels like he's so easy to hear and so easy to know he's coming. They should get rid of his noise. They should make him invisible until he's literally behind you. And the only time you can react is when he's uncloaking with his bell. And you sh and with Sprint Burst and all these exhaustion perks, you could still get away. So I'd like to see that changed. I want a more horror and scary aspect from the Wraith. And just that little buff will make a huge difference. Yeah that's it for me in terms of what i'd like to see changed yeah skinny i realized something uh oh, sorry yeah no, go, carry on. On. go ahead go ahead uh, i was saying for that that uh, trapper and rave are like the, the kit works in the old game but the kit doesn't work on the new game anymore because back then the game was based on like 1v1 and chasing but now the game is more based on 4v1 and like there's those two killers have no chance in that aspect like their, their gameplay feels like old like they have to completely rework those killers to make them feel modern with all the other killers, like on par with like Pyramid Head, something like that. Uh, all the new killers feel modern and they feel like they belong into a game like that and they have actually have a chance in this game. But Wraith and Trapper like just feel so old and outdated and uh, they have to completely rework those killers because the game, how it is played and how people like will play this game actually changed a lot over the years yeah. and that's what i wanted to say yeah no problem it makes sense makes sense skinny anything on the ptb you'd like to change before release um i uh i agree with all the the things with the hood as well i'd like that to change but i actually have a a personal change with the the crotus realm getting a rework yeah i think the new filter they've put on it with this like beigey fog i think that's way too intense like if you look at what Crotus is now it's like a dim brown gray and it's like really quite clear quite easy to see this new one if there's a survivor like way off in the distance you just won't see them because of the fog and like i like there's a lot more clutter around those maps now like there's so much more props and things like 
especially with Disturbed Ward, that's went from like a huge dead zone to props everywhere. And as a Blight player, that is a nightmare because you're, you're going to really struggle with someone like Blight or Billy to cross map without bumping into everything. Yeah. Like, obviously, you can't have the whole map be massive dead zones because then it's difficult for survivors, but they could at least scale back some of the props. You know, the map doesn't need to look like a landfill. It doesn't need to be absolutely just cluttered with everything. Yeah, which they have done with a few maps. Uh, there seems to be... I mean, I've I've, I've said before, I, I, I like the new map changes. Um, but playing either as killer or survivor, so I've noticed, and I can't remember the name of the the map it might come to me but one of the maps is so many dead zones there but then you play another map and i don't know whether it's just because i'm playing as survivor and i notice the dead zones more because obviously as a killer i'm loving it but when i'm playing killer i'm like why is there so many bumps you know things to bump into when you're trying to navigate around the map there's like little boxes or crates that you keep walking into so yeah i didn't really I only played a few games on the PTB. I'm like you, Skinny. I don't normally download the PTB unless it's one of the changes. But so I didn't play it as much to to notice that. But that's that's an interesting one, and hopefully they'll get that rectified. Um, okay. about the asylum, uh, yeah. I noticed something that is like pretty much stupid, and maybe maybe it's because the devs don't play their own game. But they added see-through walls in. Uh, asylum like outside in the garden now you have like see-through walls so you can't loop that you can't mind game that as a killer because the survivor sees you at every fucking time like why <laughs> why make it map worse that was already survivor sighted because it was so big why make it worse and and then the breakable walls like like now uh, if you know how to mind game the middle building and you how to uh, counter that loop you could just like outplay the survivor there but now like because the breakable walls are at the stupidest position ever <laughs> you can't do it anymore it's like they are a fan of the breakable walls but they don't they necessarily they don't do anything like they just like add more stuff that punishes killers for not breaking it which is like i don't know like every big streamer said it in the stream like stop adding breakable walls it's not a solution <laughs> it's not a fix for broken loops it's more of like a it's, it makes loops broken that weren't broken before you know in an asylum you had like a few of them actually now that are because of the breakable walls like infinite and it's yeah. like lol that's like why why do why are they actually adding breakable walls no one wants them everyone says they are a bad idea and like well and see through walls yeah. yeah, I mean, my thoughts on the breakable walls, I, I agree. If they were just putting the breakable walls just for you to break, then yeah, I'd understand why people said that. But a map that stands out for me is Badham's. Um, you've got the school and you have the two breakable walls on the end. Now, as a killer, the only time I've broke that wall is when I've downed someone and I want to get to a hook quicker. So I'll put them down, break the wall and go out or well but for loops i'm like i don't see the benefit i'm like why am i giving the survivors two extra exits to to loop me around so them doors walls always stay broke for me i don't know about you guys maybe i'm i'm playing it wrong but i just don't see the benefit of doing that so i do like the fact that they've put some walls in there that would actually penalize you as a killer if you broke so it's a little bit more strategy isn't it it's a little bit more to think about i like that aspect but 
I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Do any of you guys do you know which map I'm on about the which walls? Yeah, you're correct. With Adam Preschool, it's if you break both walls, you're actually opening up for survivors because yeah. then they've only got two exits. So, for instance, Trapper, he hasn't got to worry about four ways out. He's only got to trap one, and yeah. he can pressure the other door. So, yeah, that's a scenario where the breakable walls actually punish the killer rather than survivor, mm. and they probably need to implement that a bit more because as uh, sorry was saying there's a lot of strong loops in the game already and they've just stuck a breakable wall in there and even if you break it you're just opening up the old loop you're not yeah. actually doing yourself any favors you're just you're having to break the wall as well so they need to think about that a bit more and i'm not i obviously i haven't played the ptb but i've seen that there's like three or four breakable walls inside the main building now and i'm not sure if all of them actually cut off loops and make them shorter or if they're just how the old exits were um, so I'm, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, I agree that breakable walls needs to be sort of reworked and thinked about a bit better to benefit killers a bit more rather than just survivors. I, I think. Mean, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I think one of the um, the best maps with breakable walls on it, in, in my opinion, is like Midwich because the breakable walls on that map, like they they actually make sense. Like there's some you do want to break and others that you do want to leave. That ain't, like the one at the desk. Where with the window with the vault, I think brick and that one is great. But then like, there's one corner that's like one of the ramps to get up and down on the both the top and bottom floor. There's a breakable wall, and if you break that, it's easier to get to the ramp. And I like if you leave that one, it's better. So I think Midwich is a good example of like what they should do or try to do with breakable walls. Like have some that you do want to break and some that you want to maybe leave. You're probably all right in what you're saying there, because I've only used one map as an example. We've got Midwitch as well, obviously, which you've just mentioned, Skinny. But maybe it is a bit lazy how they're doing it, so just putting the breakable wall. Whereas if I put, use a little bit more strategy in there and hopefully do that with the rest of the maps. Again, I didn't play the PTB enough to really comment on the breakable walls in, in the games there. I don't, I don't even think I remember any breakable walls in the game. I only played that map twice, I think. So we'll see how that is when it's released. Right. Okay, well, guys. The problem is who wants who wants uh, more tactic uh, in breakable walls? Like it's just a thing that benefits survivor if the killer doesn't know how, what, what, what walls to break. And it's like just add a wall there that you can't break to make it harder for survivor to loop you. Yeah. Which is like, especially in Batham, there's like... This, this building that is not the school, that is like, if you don't break the wall, you have no chance of getting a survivor there. Like, if you don't break the wall, you create an infinite. Yeah, well, I mean, if, I think if I'm looking at it from both points of view, I think if I'm looking at it just from a killer's perspective, then yeah, maybe I would be thinking along them lines. But uh, I played a game yesterday, uh, was looping someone in the bad hands in the, in the basement, and they didn't break the wall and that resulted in me wiggling out after they finally downed me because they, they just they forgot to break the wall they tried walking the long way around and i think that's the element of um strategy that you need so i'm sure that killer probably won't do that again i've probably been in that position myself where i've done it i've picked them up and i thought oh right i was lucky enough i could put them down and there was a hook nearby but they didn't have that luxury so i think it does benefit survivors uh, play as well um, whether or not it rewards good play because did I loop particularly well probably not but my thinking was this guy hasn't closed the door I'm gonna try to get them down here and lucky for me there wasn't a basement there so it was in the other building so 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think you're probably going to have a lot of twos and fours for. So we shall see how the rest of the maps uh, face when they come out. Right. Okay, I'll move on, guys. So something I read about in Leaks by Daylight is about potentially a tournament mode. So if you're not aware, I'll put the details on screen, but Leaks by Daylight revealed is going to potentially be a tournament mode introduced for the anniversary. It's going to have certain rules. It's going to have 16-player mode, two spectators, and the potential is split the screen into four. Voice chat will be introduced in a push-to-talk system. So firstly, guys, what do you think about a tournament mode? I mean, if they're going to welcome any different game type that's fun to play with your friends, then go for it. Um, when you say tournament mode, you mean actually live? So if I were to click a button, I'd just join a random tournament? Or is it just something I could do with friends? How does that work? It, it, it didn't specify that as such. Uh, it just said that the obviously they're digging the data and um, they've seen these new scenarios being introduced and they're speculating it's tournament mode it, we could be they could be a million miles off um one other thing it said was an option to click uh, to stream it directly onto twitch um so not 100 percent sure in regards to if it's going to be a tournament but interesting to see if you can do that that's a good question could you just pop into it do you actually are they going to save it for the Twitch streamers who do. I know you see quite a few of them, a few of the bigger guys using Dead by Daylight tournaments. Is it just going to be for them? Is it going to be for normal people to join in? Can you get a team together? I'm not I'm not sure, to be honest. Not sure. I've just seen it on there and thought, hmm, be interesting to see your opinions on it. Okay, well, if it's something that um, everyone can do with friends and it's not a random online thing, I think that could be quite cool. The reason I say just for the sort of like with your friends is because the main issue with Dead by Daylight is lobby times for both Survivor well depending on the day like if you play for me from the UK if I play in the morning I can never find a killer queue um, and in the evening it's the other way around so I feel like if they introduce another game mode it's going to draw attention away from the actual game yeah. and the queues are going to be much much bigger but if they're just introducing something that's kind of cool and easier for these twitch streamers to do events because uh, i've seen a lot of people do tournaments and stuff which could be great especially for all of us content creators um i welcome it i mean i welcome different game modes and stuff like that but i'm just a little bit skeptical that it's going to draw attention away from the main game that's already got really bad lobby times yeah captain salt yes skinny yeah go on skinny um i uh, pulled it on on Twitter now I pulled up the the thing about what they dug up on tournaments and it says that it's like official tournaments and that you'll need like an access key to get in so it's not presumably it's not something you can just like start with friends it's official things that like right. the devs will start and then they'll hand out codes to the various people they want in who then join and obviously broadcast it and run through which is kind of a bit upsetting because I I've seen these videos of people doing tournaments and i thought um, that sounds like something really cool to do like to to have like dbd tournaments and go through rounds and stuff that sounds really awesome it's just a, a shame that like the devs 
decide, oh, we are going to implement this, but only we're going to host it and only people with codes can get in. Like, Yeah, it makes it sort of exclu in inclusive or exclusive to them, let's say, not inclusive, exclusive to who they choose. It was a bit like the codes, you know, when they were saying, oh, we're going to give codes to certain streamers, certain YouTubers, and I was like, well, you know, majority of people have an audience and it'd be nice for everyone to share these codes out, you know, but yeah, Captain Salty, what's your thoughts on a tournament? I know you like to take, you're very intense with the game sometimes. Tournament mode? Would you be uh, interested? No, I, I like, I think the, the, the tournament scene, the competitive scene of the Bladeg is a joke. Like, the game is unbalanced, uh, buggy, exploitable, it's like RNG based. It's just not the game where you can make like competitive tournaments. And I think those tournaments are basically for Fog Whisperers or people that are top tier level because they want tournament style of game and the matchmaking won't give them that them to will give it to them. Uh, and maybe we see the best Depa Daylight players uh, fighting in the tournament, but like I said, uh, I think tournaments in the Battlefield are a joke because the game you can't take it serious as a competitive game. Like I can't take Hearthstone serious, but like for whatever reason, like people, like they, they play for millions of, of dollars every year for a big tournament. Like what the fuck? It's like you lose uh, in Hearthstone, you lose like to run big bullshit uh, clown fiesta move. You lose a whole tournament, which is like feels bad, you know. And then in that, but that you, you lose uh, games because the game is unbalanced on higher levels. Like if it would be a tournament where people get invited. It will, might be the biggest streamers of the platform, maybe Fog Whisperers. I don't think that you or Potato or Skiddy, any of the smaller YouTubers or streamers will get into those tournaments, which is like, why should we care about it? Like, I personally don't like tournaments in Dead by Daylight just because, like, until they haven't fixed the base issue of the game, <laughs> this game will never be competitive. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because what it did say was um, the reveal that it's going to be certain rules so that, that'd be quite interesting to see what rules they introduce to solve what you're basically saying there about the balance so the problem with that is uh tournaments are always like you one hook people and then you know at them that's how you that's how killers play tournaments <laughs> which is like the most boring thing ever like you, you try to hook everyone they do gens you still in the end you have like zero fucking uh kills but then you end in the end you just know it them you know if yeah. they don't find know it they will die of know it but if you if they find know it why they do gens like the killer has no chance of actually getting a kill most of the time they get zero kills in in those games which is like do you want to see that uh, get, get killers getting destroyed by perfect survivor teams no yeah yeah i think this is all just a ploy by the devs because obviously dead by dead is one of those games where big stream streamers advertise their game for them yeah. and i think what they want to do is encourage the big fog whisperers and people like that to gear into this tournament mode and encourage more viewers and get more people into the game i just think it's Something they've done to make it easier for these people to host tournaments. And as Salty was saying, this is not a game that could be taken seriously in any yeah. way, shape, or form when it comes to being competitive. And when I see team names of Swifts with like Big League or like esports in front of their name and they're actually trying to play this game competitively, I think it's kind of hilarious because it's so 
broken and unbalanced. The four best survivors in the world, let's just say they're amazing. Know every loop tile back of their hand, best perks. Doesn't matter how good you are as killer, you're never gonna win just because of how broken the game is towards Survivor. So I don't think this is gonna be a competitive tournament. I think it's just gonna be for those fog whisperers, if that's the case. Yeah. Just for them. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. So sticking on the the theme of speculation, Resident Evil chapter guys, what's your thoughts? I'm going gonna, gonna to speak on behalf of my boy Tat, who couldn't make it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would love the chapter. Um, I mean, there's a lot of cool... I don't play the game because um, I was scarred as a child when it was put on my PS1 and it scared the life out of me. Yeah. So I haven't played it since. Um, but yeah, I think they've got a lot of cool mobs in there, a lot of cool zombies like that. Miss Professor X is pretty cool. Um, I mean, I'm all for them introducing chapters that have got cool... Um, game franchises that will encourage more people to play as well like everyone that plays resident evil is more likely to come over and give their idea a try if their favorite characters from that game are in this game yeah um it's like stranger things like i know when stranger things chapter came out this game got a lot of attention because every stranger things fan wanted to give it a go and it's actually one of the reasons i played um i actually bought the stranger things chapter when i first started playing because i wanted to play demogorgon sucks but <laughs> i think this is a um yeah gonna be a great thing i mean i'm all for it and if it is true then that's gonna be an, quite an exciting chapter when it comes out uh i also have never really played any resident evil games but as a from a more general perspective i i am happy that there's potential that there may be more game-based franchises coming to dbd like we started off with silent hill and i would love to see like any real other sort of horror game get introduced into DBD. Captain Salty, are you a Resident Evil fan? I don't care. I like the like the series, but I don't think it's like it should. Always, everything should be in Dead by Daylight because the horror aspect of Dead by Daylight is like laughable. So, <laughs> like you you take your franchise and people are not scared of the killer anymore. Like, which what is the point of it? The same with Pinhead. It's like I was like, I want Pinhead in the game, but like. How would he be scary in in the game that is like so broken and busted like Dead by Daylight? It's like, no. It's like, if they want to do it, it's okay, but I like the original killers more. Like, they actually have like their own ideas of how the killers should work and stuff. And they are mostly more interesting to play. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I know Lydia, when she was on, she was quite excited saying she'd love to see a resident evil chapter um it seems like us three aren't that bothered uh, i'm the same as you guys i played it on the playstation one when it first came out um and haven't really played any of the others since but i do agree with what you're saying guys i think the crossover i think silent hill as well that was shown to bring more new players over the stranger things so Hopefully, anything to keep building the player database up, reduce them queue times for us, uh, would be a welcome addition. Okay, so an interesting question for you guys. Um, I watched a video by Scott Jund, and I think Captain Salty, I think you might have sent me this, and he explains about what he thinks the reasons are that Dead by Daylight works. 
And I thought, you know, that is a fabulous question to have on the podcast. So why do you think Dead by Daylight works? I know we've mentioned before, we've had uh, Terrico on who had put on about the game Pretend to Die and things like that. But ultimately, the figures show that year on year, the game's grown. Why do you think that is, guys? We'll start with you, Potato. It's a real simple reason. There is no other game like it. And um, I think that's the reason why it keeps bringing people back. And you've got all of these unique killers in the game. And the fact that you can play Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Demogorgon, you know, it's going to attract a lot of new players. Obviously, us experienced players that are finally in the game, we don't care for all of these killers anymore as much as we did when we first started playing. But it still attracts new players for that reason. And it's one of those games that you never really get bored of. It's it's the same thing over again. If you think about it in a small context, all you're doing is repairing generators by holding down the mouse click button and you're running away from a killer. That is it. And the killer's just chasing you. The whole horror aspect, the whole fact you can play with your friends, the whole fact time, the, every game is different. You know, the reason it's growing is because there's no other game like it. And until there is, I can't see them dropping in sort of people wanting to join in the future. And if they keep producing content and hopefully increasing the quality and not more buggy content, then they'll continue to grow. So that is the reason why I think it's constantly growing and and it's, it's got its popularity because it's very, very unique. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think uh, if you uh, consider that uh, this game is four years old now, and over the time, people will uh, get tired and sick of balancing. Maybe developer make a better decision, and they are they don't want to play anymore. And those people will leave. So you have less veteran players, and you get more people because more p- new people get hyped by things they don't know yet. You know, like they didn't play the game for so long, so they don't know how how buggy or unbalanced it is on a certain skill level. And those people will come, like because. This game is like it grabs casuals, but the gameplay is actually not even casual friendly because the learning curve is pretty high for everything. And uh, people that play this game for for over two k hours, like they will get tired of this game sometimes, and then they just stop it and then come back when something new comes. But they won't stay if they don't like the new changes. Like for example, I know that Scott Jund is like getting forced to just stream because he didn't like twins, for example. And he hasn't played the game actively like he used to be because he was disappointed by the whole Twins patch and stuff like that. So he just casually plays uh, Dead by Daylight, for example. And what uh, what the game is losing is experienced veteran players, and that makes the game easier for everyone to play. That's why people, that's why killers are overperforming because the the killers that are actually in the game and they played it since the beta, that they are really fucking good. And they will break any expectations uh, new players have on this game because uh, because the lack of, of really experienced players over the tie over the years they dropped, but they get new players. That means the skill level will never reach a higher point where it like it goes into this unbalanced thing we all talk about. You know, it's like eighty percent of the people that play the player will never reach that top tier because they are not really caring about getting better in this game and. This is why the Predator works because people that come are new to the game won't won't be like won't become really good in this game because in the modern gaming community it's like if you waste time, if you waste time into a game 
it's not fun anymore. You know, like if you get dedicated towards a game, and you don't play it for fun anymore. You want to reach something, and that's the the modern thinking of of gamers nowadays. And the reason that we get lose all veteran players that are here since the beginning and gain new people are, is the reason why this game works. Uh, and if it would get and the second thing is if it would if it would be a second game like that by daylight everyone would go there because if it would be more balanced and stuff like that people would abandon a dead by daylight for a competitive aspect in another game but because we all talk about this game is a joke on a competitive level and there's nothing you can do if you are like already mastered the game and you play against new players most of the time you get bored by it you know it's like yeah. it depends on the balancing okay. I get what you mean, and I might. So, I have to say I disagree, purely because I know you've mentioned about veteran players, and guys, if you disagree with me, by all means, just say no, you're talking rubbish. But I know you've mentioned it a few times, Captain Salty. And... Oh, you're talking rubbish. <laughs> let me speak first, <laughs> let me speak. <laughs> but do you not think... And I'll, I'll tell you what makes me think that. So, for instance, I put the hag video on the other day and you commented and said the best hag player is Michi and Space Coconut. Yeah. Now, I am presuming, I know Space Coconut has played for three years um, yeah. as hag. Michi, I don't know him well enough to, to, to say. I mean, I don't really know Coconut, but just going off of videos. Now, do you not think that new players will not reach out. I mean, I don't know, Potato Legion, I know you said you've been playing for about two years. Do you, Are you saying that someone like Potato is is not going to reach out stand as a veteran player or myself or Skinny if he's only been playing a short while? Because this is the part I disagree with. I think sometimes the veterans and, you know, you see them with the legacy skins and they come on and it's like, well, actually, guys, the game wasn't made just for you. And yes, I might come in, I might have a thousand hours, and I might be players who have three, four thousand hours because the game is not just skill, it's about strategy. You might have somebody who plays a lot but doesn't play with any strategy, just loads on and does whatever gets off. But, you know, I think sometimes it's a common misconception that. If you are a veteran of the game, that's it. You're untouchable. It should be your decisions on what happens. The game should be catered for you. It should just be all about you guys and how competitive it should be. But I think that's a wrong approach to take. So I think the devs do take that right approach, especially when it comes to introducing new players into the game. You know, they have to balance for everybody. And like I said, I'm, I'm just saying it to you as an example, uh, Captain Salty, because I know... You've mentioned it a couple of times, but I know you're not the only one that thinks like that. I've seen it on comments, I've seen it on forums, and people say, we're the veterans, you know, we should be telling you how to make the game, you should be listening to us, when in actual fact, um, I don't sit there and think, now maybe it might be a lack of respect, but I don't sit there in particular and think, oh, that, guy, that guy's got 8,000 hours, what a god he is. I just think, well, actually, I'd love to play you, you know, because... Yes, I might have less hours, but I think my skill level might be able to match against you. Would I win? Probably not. I don't know. That's not. I'm not going to find that out. But you do that. I check it on Steam. I'll check the the hours, and 
I'll always notice if I get solved, it's people who have got a lot of hours and they just expect to go, right, this game is catered for me. I'm going to whoop everyone with it. Does that sort of make sense, guys? Does that... It makes sense. Yeah. And I never said that it's only veterans that should uh, care, be cared about this game. I'm actually... And I, you know, I, I had a discussion on, on the Discord and I said it uh, to brother who's like a fan of this undying ruin combo yeah. and said like that the game should be high skilled. It's like, no, because no one would, would want to play the game if they have to sweat every fucking round. Like if every round would be high level, was this, uh, was this like you have to compete against really fucking good players every round, you would get fucking burned out of the game like in, in, in one a day and you will never touch it because it's not fun to just sweating your ass off the whole time. And, and I know the devs uh, playing in purple, maybe green rings, something like that. And they balance the game for, for the most for the people that are more shilled in this game. You know, they don't balance this game around competitive best players in the game. And, uh, but what I said is like that people that play for a long time get bored of the game because there is nothing innovational new in this game. And that's why uh, this game is still alive because new players are there. They still have to know, they still have to uh, learn how to play the game. They will get better in this game but they don't know everything yet you know and when those new those old players that actually made the break come back for a new patch they will also, of course they will be like clashing most people because they have like this experience behind them you know it's mm. not something that i said that no one of the new player will become that level but for what i see in the normal casual community nowadays modern games most of them don't care about the game they play. They just play it for fun. And yeah. fun for me means like you will never reach a point where you are on 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 like muscle memory, knowing everything about the game. Yeah. It's with, because you don't see it with that with, with, with that kind of view. You know. I never said that like casual that they, that new players will never reach a veteran status. I have a big, big example of a person that is like really fucking bad in this game. It's Gamma Lunatic. He's a joke in the German. Uh, that Badalot community, he has 9,800 hours in this game. He was there before the beta launch, and he's like this this mind, if the survivors don't want to play with me and only sit on gents, I will sit in my corner and cry. That's his mindset. Because he thinks that this game should be like one, what he wants to what he wants the game to be like. He wants to have a lot of chases and everyone that says like I'm sitting on a gen. And he doesn't doesn't even care about uh, checking on the gens, you know. He just expects the, those players to get off the gen and then and flash, play, flash, play clicky, way, clicky, yeah. and yeah. then then he gets into a ch uh, chase without even looking for them, you know. Like he wants no pressure whatsoever. If the survivor team applies pressure, he's like sitting in a corner and cries. And those people are those veteran players that cry about this game. And like same True Talent stuff like that. True Talent is a really good player, but the game doesn't work the way you want it to be, you know? Like this is the whole thing. And new players that, that experience this game maybe from a different point of view. Like they see it as a horror game and they are actually scared because it's not, no, they don't know better, you know? And m maybe a lot of things of them will never be on this level because they just don't want to stress themselves too much, you know? Yeah. But... Uh, the, the, the lack of people that like actually experience and they just leave the game because it's nothing new. Like most of the patches are just a new killer that is most of the time crap and doesn't perform on the level where they play on. 
and then they just leave the game again. And then new players get caught by, oh, new, new killer, I want to play this game, you know? It's a complete different thing. And because that's why Deeper Dead it works is because we have different skill levels that keep people like in this game. And if, it, if, if the game would be like far too high skilled, no new players would not play this game. And if it would be too low, most veteran players would quit the game. And that's why they, they think the whole balancing changes on like around average survivors is a bad thing. But I think it's like it's the best thing they can do because like to most people are not on this yeah. high level. Yeah. So, yeah, not fair enough. Skinny, you've had a lot of thinking time there. So why do you think the game works? Well, for me personally, where where I, when I first saw this game, it was like back when it was like pretty much brand new, and I saw it and thought, "This is a cool game." I don't think I'll play it though, because it looks like one of those like party games. You know, you need to play it with friends. It, yeah. it didn't look like it had much of a, a matchmaking scene, and I kind of just left it like that for a while until the Saw chapter, because I'm I'm a big Saw fan. I thought, "Wow, they've got Saw, and you can play as the pig. Awesome! I, I might." actually get this now and i came and i played it and then from there I, I sort of had ups and downs and off and ons but it's always like it started with a particular license i liked bringing me in and then from there i've seen chapters like the the legion chapter i i saw that and i was like this character is amazing i love their design and it's floated up and down like that you know starting with a license and then moving on to seeing the originals and thinking oh these these characters that were that were nothing with prior prior to this game. They were created just for this game. Like Blight as well. Like not just because I I don't just main him because he's fun. I main him because his law and everything surrounding him. I, I I saw it and I thought this is a really interesting like deep character. So I think for me the thing that that makes the game work is you know it it pulls in people from particular different like fandoms and then you know brings them in with that and then sells them on the newer characters or at least. That's the way uh, the way I saw it when I came to the game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not fair enough. Anything else to add to any of that, guys? Uh, before we move on, yeah, I have to say something about that. Uh, yeah. And the thing why people say pick is bad is because those players actually reach that level of where survivors actually like pressure you, you know. And under pressure, pick is not good. And like, you pick is really good if you play against chilled gamers, average players, because they can't handle the slowdown through the traps, you know? Like, like you, you, you saw the, this, uh, those statistics of Pick being the third highest killer in kill rates, you know, in win rates. And it's a reason, because uh, you will notice that against an average party of, of survivors that are like on fun level, on a, on a like, I, I like this game and I like playing this game, but I'm not good in this game yet, you know? They get completely screwed over the third, the top three killers in the game. Pick because if he, if she if she gets a bear trap on, people panic. You see it. People will panic. And if you add add-ons to that and the timer goes far, uh, faster, like people will die because they can't get the trap off. If a good pick plays against an average uh, survivor group, like, you will completely destroy them. Same with Doc. Doc is extremely oppressive towards people that don't know how to loop or don't know uh, how his power works. And Freddy has built-in slowdown, which also makes survivors and like average players completely screwed. And that's why people say people that are newer to this game or see this game in a different way, not like would say pick is overpowered. But others that play on a completely different level would say pick is too weak. 
which is like depends on how you see the game and what you want from this game. If it's still fun, you don't care if a killer's weak. You just play it because it's fun. But as a Wraith main or something like that, I can say, yeah, I can 4K most of Survivor twelve friends groups, but against the top Survivor teams, I can't. I don't have a chance. But I'm okay with that. You know, I don't have to win every game. And and this this comments in the forums of like the veterans that, that claim that because they have so much time in this game and they have so much knowledge of the game that they should be able to win every game, it's just wrong. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, that's and that's another conversation because it's interesting. I was talking to someone on the one of the Facebook pages yesterday, and they were asking about the clown, the main, the clown. Uh, or the want to main the clown, but the rank one, the normally players nurse, and they were like, with the new changes, haven't played the PTB, do you think I can main clown comfortably in rank one? And I was like, no, I think you could probably have fun with him and play some good games, have some bad games, but if you want to be consistently winning, then, you know, you're going to have to stick with nurse. That's just how it is, because the specifically mentioned about the strong survivor friends team and that's something that sort of annoys me but hopefully with a new mmr that changes because i do think there's a lot of people uh, i'm one of them i like to play different killers i don't like to stick with the same one i get bored of them eventually you know and i always think i'd love to play blight for example but i haven't got the the, the patience at the minute to practice them against red rank survivor friends it's like it just and yeah i know people probably watching you guys might think the same it's like well just take your l just keep playing and take your l but like you say you you can't help but eventually get triggered and move back to your normal killer to go right let me just get a couple of wins and i'll go back to trying someone else so but like i said that's probably a different conversation altogether um, okay, guys, so final question. And I got this because I am doing a Q&A for reaching a 1,000 subs. So that video will be out soon, guys. But one of the questions was about different content creators. And I thought, actually, I'm going to answer that on my question and answers, and I'll skim over it a bit now. But which content creator do you really enjoy watching besides any, any one of us? Because <laughs> obviously that's a first point of call, isn't it? Um, okay, so this is very easy for me, um, and it's probably the most obvious answer. It's Alt Starvo, and I actually watched him way before he got famous, like really famous. So I was watching him from his Dark Souls days, um, right. and he's actually one of the reasons I even played this game. Um, I started watching his Dead by Daylight content, and he has such, he still does, such a laid back attitude, and like it doesn't matter if he wins or loses it's very rare you see him get like upset or angry with a team maybe he's trying to go for like a win streak or something and then they bring him to a nasty map and they're just toxic survivors and it winds yeah. him up but you know that that's fair enough but like he is he's one of those content creators that i'd like to see everyone sort of play like if everyone sort of took the game in a chilled fun way like he does and they're not stressful or salty or toxic. It'd be a much more enjoyable game. You know, it, to be honest, it's very rare that I get a team that's salty to me or rude at in-game collapse, especially at red ranks. It's normally, I think, for the lower rank players. Um, I remember when I first started playing this, like, if I lost a game to a killer, they'd 
just call me a noob or diss me so hard or it'd be the same the other way around survivors would teabag me and take their mickey and even yesterday's stream with Huntress, I just had this Meg teabagging me at the exit gear, and I was just like, come on, please leave, you know? So, yeah, I think he, for me personally, is one of my favorite um, streamers to watch and to watch his YouTube videos as well on the this Dead by Daylight community. All right, Skinny? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i the, uh, the same. I, I sort of started, like, when I started playing the game, I, I went, well, playing it more properly, I look for guides and stuff and i saw Ots, and i was thinking yeah no and i picked a lot up from from him but uh eventually i think i got to a point where i sort of i still enjoy watching his videos but like i i think i've reached a point now where the stuff he's saying i i rarely pick up anything from him now that i haven't already kind of grasped myself so i started looking out for for other uh content creators and i uh one day i was just bored and typed in uh Dead by Daylight like Legion man and, and tried to find, you know, someone and a video popped up from uh Raging Ryuga or, or just Ryuga, I don't quite know how you say yeah. it. And I saw that video and I was thinking, I'm gonna check this this guy out and I looked and he like at the time when I was still maining Legion, I uh saw how he was playing. I was thinking, you know, this dude plays like almost one for one how I'm playing Legion, if not slightly better than, than me. And I was thinking, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this dude out. And since then I've I've really like it was him who then moved, like, moved me on to Blight because, like, at the time when Blight came out, everyone was saying, "Oh, he's terrible, he's difficult." Everyone hated him, except for Ryuga, who, like, went on to like play him quite frequently and get good. And I looked at a couple of his videos and applied what he said, and here I am now, maining Blight myself. So I have to say, for me, Ryuga's definitely up there as a content creator I quite like. Great, yeah, I'm I'm familiar with him as well. I've done pretty much the same. He came up on my, it wasn't that long ago, it might have only been about three, four weeks ago, came up on my recommended. And I'm like, oh, I've never never seen this guy before and clicked on and I'm the same. I've watched quite a few of his videos since. So he is he is quite a good content creator. Uh, Captain Salty. For me, it's quite hard because I'm watching content creator because they main a specific killer. Um, It used to be... Uh, it's still Farmer John by far because he's like the most entertaining guy in the whole community, like the meme lord and stuff. It's like uh, if you are sad and you're watching a stream, like you're just constantly laughing and like you forgot about why you were sad, you know? It's like uh, he's really like he take, doesn't take the game serious enough, like at all. Like he's just joking about stuff like this dead hard meme or look at this one, we need backup. This is a dead hard gamer. It's like that. This I have to smile every time I see this meme popping up. Every time it's like it's just like really fucking cool. And I've been following Farmer John since the old days when he reigned old Freddy. He was one of the uh, three old Freddy mains in the whole community and I loved Old Freddy and they wanted to learn how to play Old Freddy and he mastered him and he's still like I don't care about this game man it's like you know it's like it's just a fun game and you have yeah. a fun time and you play the meme builds and stuff like that uh it's like I started with two talent because like I wanted to learn how to play killer because I wanted was a competitive minded person but over time I just like questioned more and more than what what he's saying and I don't I don't agree with his side on the game, and like Otstar and Hexia are like basically on the same, uh, on the same level for me. Otstar is like a, a killer that is like if he doesn't have to like do the 4K winning streak, 
uh, he doesn't slug that much. It's like just trying to hook more people, get him more chases. And Hexy's like, I don't care if they have fun. I just like play killer fair. I don't camp. I don't tunnel, you know. But yeah. but I would slug if I get the opportunity to snowball. I will do it. Same with uh, Fungus. Like if he gets an opportunity to to, to snowball. He will do it, and and I and and of course fungus. Like I would say, Farmer John, Hexy, and fungus are my favorite. Yeah, content creators. Yeah, yeah. It's it's quite a tough question because there's uh, you know I'm sat here writing down the people that I watch, and yeah, I mean I disagree with you, Captain Salty, because not disagree with you. Sorry, I'm the opposite because I watch people who main quite a lot of different characters. I did get into a phase where I'd watch one person maining someone. Uh, but I found myself quickly switching off after a while. Like I said, there's only so much, and that's just down to my own personal preference. So, yeah, I'll take that back. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I was just the opposite. So, for me, the people that I generally watch, I did start off watching True Talent. He's the one watching him that got me into the game. Um, I still find myself watching his videos. Now, I, I can see why people say the things I do about him, but I still actually enjoy watching his videos, and I do... I do sit there sometimes and disagree, but that's what we do. You know, if everyone agreed with everything in the world, it'd be quite a boring place. So he was the first one that I started watching. But I do watch Fungus a lot. I love how quick his videos are. And it is just about getting little tips. So he'll say stuff and I'll think, ah, oh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I can try that in the game. For for education as well, Otadava, yeah, I hear you're on that potato. He's another one that I watch quite often. The other one that I watch, and it's purely for comedy values, I see people in forums saying, if you want to learn the game, uh, who would you recommend? And people say noob. Now, don't get me wrong, I am subscribed to him. I love his videos. I hope he releases more soon. And But I wouldn't say it's educational, but it is from a comedy point of view. Noob does. Did any of you, any of you guys come across him? I'm presuming you've probably heard of him. Oh, I've yeah. Against him. You've played yeah, against so him. Yeah, yeah yeah so so yeah so i would say from educational point of view fungus true talent and otadava from a pure comedy point of view it would have to be noob so so yes that was it guys perfect um, time and oh sorry sorry wait uh, if do we have time to cover i know you said that would be the last but there's one more there's a thing i wanted to bring up if that's okay yeah yeah as long as potato i'm a potato you're not due to stream or anything are you yeah no go for it mate yeah okay uh, so this was a, a leak that came up um, earlier in the week, and I, I brought it up to Potato on his stream, like there and then when I got the tweet about it. But uh, one of the leak accounts that I follow recently found code talking about the potential for VR support coming to Dead by Daylight, and like there's a there's a bunch of different uh, headset types and and code like about the the controls and everything. I was wondering uh, what people would think about that. Yeah, I mean, motion sickness. Here I come. <laughs> for me, it'd be unbelievable. Uh, what I know, all of us mentioned it at some point during the podcast today. We mentioned about the horror aspect. Uh, don't know about you guys, but for me, when I first started playing, I was generally felt like it was a horror game. You know, I didn't know much about the game. I was in this dark realm. You know, trying to fix a generator or generally walking about, not knowing what I'm doing, and you'd hear the heartbeat. It was generally scary. You know, and it's lost a bit of that horror appeal, which is probably the same for anything, you know, after you've played it for so long. I think something like a VR would definitely bring that back, I think. 
I think so. I mean, obviously, um, like, I think if you play Killer in VR, I hope the arm movement doesn't actually work with your actual arm movement, because I could just see it being very strange as the killer's waggling his arms around uh, in VR. Um, but if it was, like, just the the motion, I think what sort of just said there, motion sickness would be a problem for fast killers. <laughs> but um, a survivor, I think if you're survivor only, it'd be kind of cool potentially it'd be bloody terrifying you're working on a gen and you t- tilt your head in real life and there's a michael myers standing right behind you you'd probably jump out and fall over or something um but yeah if they could do something cool like that with survivor but not you know it's sort of separate to the game and something you can just do for fun then yeah why not i mean it sounds like a blast just on that note I think Maya still has that effect now. He's the only killer, him and Ghostface, when I'm just sat there, you know, and you're playing, and then you might not be taking too much notice, and all of a sudden, you're just spinning the camera around, and he's just stood there. Scary, man, it's scary. Yeah, they need to introduce more killers where their power is just staring at you to, yeah. <laughs> to gain... Yeah. Like, I, I think the biggest jumps I've ever had where Michael... I'd literally found a bush on the, the open, I can't remember the name of the map, the open map with Shelter Woods. Um, and he was just standing behind a tree and just could barely see him. And he got to like tier three. And I didn't, I couldn't see him the entire time. <laughs> and he just came right behind me. And I went, I literally screamed so loud. It was unreal. And if you watch me on stream now, I, I get jump scared by the most stupidest things. Like a Kate will walk next to me and I'll jump out of my skin. Like, yeah. It, it does have that fun aspect and i think if they introduced that into vr it'd make that little jump scare a thousand times worse but it'd be fun to play for sure if they nailed it yeah yeah it definitely sounds like a great idea one one thing you mentioned there potato uh, i could i could hear you on that one i actually had the biggest jump scare ever on dead by daylight only a few weeks ago and it was by somebody smashing a pallet on me so i was walking around the the shack and I didn't even know the survivor in there. And this guy was obviously hiding behind the little panels on the side. And I went to walk in and this pallet just yeah. got smashing down. And honestly, I was like, this is quite sad that from a horror game, this is the biggest jump scare I've ever had. Like, I literally jumped off my chair like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I can relate to that. That happens to me way too often. And I try and hide it on stream. I'm just like, mm, I don't want to be embarrassed. That I've just been scared. My pallet's not. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones do catch me too, yeah. Captain Salty, VR, what do you think? Besides the motion sickness, something that interests you? Would be cool for Survivor, because Survivor is not scary enough. And if they want to make uh, this game more horror aspect, uh, VR would save it. Yeah, okay, short and sweet. Right, okay guys, so anything else to add before we leave? Skinny, you happy with our answers there, or did you want to... Find out more? Yeah, I mean, one thing I want to say is when I brought it up, I completely forgot to give my own opinion on it. So that yeah. would be a, a good thing to start with. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, VR in, in DVD would be cool. My only concern is obviously uh, the motion sickness because there's some killer powers where I think like Nurse and, and Billy and that, though, especially basically the ones that make you go quite far really quickly would be really like sickening to play in vr and then also the fact that because this game has two different distinct perspectives you know killers first person survivors third person if even if they were to incorporate it for a survivor 
how would that work? Because it's then it's then throwing survivors into a perspective they've never had before, and how would that change their level of gameplay? Because I know, especially like looking behind you while looping, how would that work in VR? I imagine you know one second you can't see someone because you like you look behind you, yeah. and then look forward and boom, you're face first into a wall. I know that would be. Uh, like it's much easier to do that in first person than it would be to do it in third yeah yeah it definitely i mean the more we speak about it the more like i was thinking there how how would it work as killer you know but definitely as survivor i think it it sounds really good but yeah i mean i, I even in first person now you know a third person i'm i'm running into walls now so it doesn't make much difference but <laughs> um yeah it is it definitely be interesting and Definitely for me, something I'd like to see tried to see how it goes, how it works. But yeah, thank you for that, guys. Thank you, everyone, for the time you've given up to come on. And thank you for your thoughts. And hopefully, I'll catch you all again next week. Okay, hope you enjoyed it, guys and girls. If you did enjoy it, please do me a favor. Please press that like button. Drop a comment, let me know if you want any questions answering on the next podcast or you've got any topics you'd like us to discuss. And don't forget guys, if you haven't already done so, please consider pressing that subscribe button, click the notification bell and it will update you every time I release a new video. Alright, thanks guys.